heavenly sunlight. We're reminded of that today as we look out and see the beautiful sunshine outside, but we're also reminded of the sunlight of God's love in our hearts. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for joining us for worship. We are glad you're here. If you're a guest, we welcome you and remind you that you have a gift out on the Welcome Center if you would like to go by there after the service and pick up one of those bags which has the gift in it. We're just glad you cho you've chosen to worship this church family today. And we thank all of you for being here. And we pray that you here in the auditorium and those of you who have joined us by live stream, we pray that you feel God's presence as we worship him today. Why don't you stand and greet those around you in the name of the Lord, and then we'll join together in singing, Oh God, our help in ages past.
join the worship team as we continue worship together. Jesus, Jesus. 
Every time I push my mic on mine, that goes off too. So I'm leaving off. I was like, is that just coincidence that that's going off? So anyway, God's all got our attention now. So he's wanting us to wake up and arise and to be what he wants us to be this morning. We are so thankful that you are here to worship with us. And we're so sorry for the technical difficulties, but we know that God is in control and that the devil's not gonna have any glory or victory. How about that? I'm so thankful that you're here today and every week there's an opportunity for us to pray together and I think it would be very appropriate on this Memorial Day weekend to recognize those men and women who have served our country, who have given their lives to bring us freedom. And I would think it would be very appropriate that if you're here and you have served in any branch of the armed forces or your loved one who has gone on to be with the Lord has served, would you stand and if you're currently serving, so we can show our appreciation to you and our love for you. Would you stand if you have served or had loved ones to serve? Thank you for your service and for your sacrifice and for your families that have served so beautifully and I'm so grateful that we have a time where we can pray together and we all need prayer. Would you agree? All of us need prayer. Our nation needs prayer. Our hearts are still heavy from the terrible tragedy in Texas and all the families that were affected. Words are not adequate to express what we have felt along with those who are suffering. And so we remember those families and their loved ones and pray for a hedge of protection to be around our children, around our schools, around our churches, that God would be glorified through everything we say and do. And if you're here today and you would like to come to this altar to pray, or if you're watching at home or maybe on vacation, you can make it your altar wherever you are, but I'm gonna invite you to come Join me as we lift up our prayers together. Would you come pray with me today? May we pray together. Oh God, in the words of this beautiful song, you make all things beautiful in your time. And Father, we have come to humbly bow before an almighty God, realizing that our strength is not enough, our wisdom is not enough, our abilities are not enough, but God, in and through you, all things are possible. And Father, today we 
say a special thank you to all of the men and women who have served so bravely in all of the branches of our armed forces and we pray your blessings upon them. We pray for those who have gone before us, who have fought to bring us the freedom that we so enjoy and Lord bless their families that stood in their memory and their honor. And Father, for others who are grieving the loss of a loved one, maybe this will be the first Memorial Day without a loved one who passed earlier in the year. Bless them, God, and comfort them, and may they feel your peace and comfort and strength. Father, we pray for those families of those children and teachers that lost their lives in Texas. Father, it does not make sense except that there's evil in the world. Father, we know that there are people that battle sickness of one kind or another. There are people, God, who have their judgment altered by drugs or alcohol or substance. And God, I pray that somehow, some way, good might come from the evil and these families might feel your closeness and your presence with them. Father, we continue to pray for this country and for healing and protection and guidance. And Father, we just pray that you would bless our leaders and bless our military and bless those who make decisions. Father, we pray for all of our churches that preach the good news of Jesus Christ that there would be a new hallelujah, that there would be, Father, an uprising of your church to take a stand against all the evil in the world. Father, I pray for people that are hurting today and people that are suffering and people that are battling sickness. We have many within our church family that need your divine touch. And we know you're still the Lord of miracles and that you still can bring healing. Oh God, we pray for miracles of healing, that by your wounds, by your stripes, we are healed. Bless them, I pray, and we'll give you all the glory for the victory we trust you to bring. I pray now, God, that the Holy Spirit would just continue to move through this service, through the music, through the proclamation of your word, and. Lord, if there are folks here that have never accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, may this be the day of salvation for many. Lord, may Christians come back to you, but bind Satan, Lord, that he again would not rear his ugly head in this church or in our lives. We'll just praise you and thank you again for what you will do. For we pray asking all these things in the strong and holy and powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bible, would you turn with me to Psalm 116, Psalm 116. And as you're doing that, I'm grateful that our choir and instrumentalists are here to lead us 
after the reading of God's word and thanks to the worship team for leading us. And, and again, you know, Satan tries to work every angle to try to get in. Uh, I already wasn't feeling my best before coming in. And then this happens just a reminder that he doesn't like what we're doing here at this church. The devil that is. And so we're going to keep on keeping on, and with God's help, we are going to overcome. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So we give him the praise and the glory for that. Amen. come to lead us. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. Truly, I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord, and blessed be the name of the Lord.
my mic. I feel like I'm back talking. Sorry about that. I have your attention now, right? Should make this joke even funnier, right? It was the end of a school year, and thank you all for leading so beautifully, by the way. It was the end of a school year, and the fourth grade teacher is asking her students what they were most thankful for. And several of the children said the usual things, their pets, their parents, their possessions. And then it got to one little boy, and he said, I'm most thankful for my glasses because they keep me out of trouble. And the teacher was a little perplexed and said, why do your glasses keep you from a lot of trouble? He said, well, it keeps the boys from beating me up and the girls from kissing me. <laughs> he had an attitude of gratitude. This is a special weekend that we remember those men and women who paid the ultimate price in giving us our freedom. We celebrate Memorial Day. We also many times go to the cemetery on Memorial Day to place flowers at our loved ones' graves who have gone on before us, whether they were in the military or in our family, a loved one. We remember them and we say thank you to them. We also, on this special weekend think about God's blessings to us and our scripture passage today we see the psalmist and we're not sure who wrote it some may say David some may say it was another psalmist but we see the psalmist surviving a near-death experience we see him coming through whether it was through an illness whether it was by attack from an enemy, but he was at a near-death experience. If you were to read back in verse 3 of Psalm 116, it said that death had entangled me, the cords of death had entangled me, and the anguish of the grave came over me. But yet he wasn't defeated because said he cried out for God for mercy, and the Lord listened to his cry, and he delivered him, and he was saved. And then if you were to read in verse 12, he said, uh, how can I return to the Lord for the goodness that he has shown to me? How can I return or how can I repay to the Lord for the goodness that he has shown me? How could any of us repay to the Lord or return to the Lord for the goodness he has shown us? But this particular psalm is known as part of the Egyptian Hallel Psalms. Uh, Hallel means praise. And we have a psalm that we just sang a few moments ago that said, Hallelujah, it's related. That means praise the Lord. And dating all the way back to ancient times, the Jewish people celebrated Passover by many times singing these 
Egyptian Hallels. It was possible that when Jesus and his disciples had taken the Last Supper and then they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives, it's possible that this psalm could have been a song that Jesus and his disciples sang before he would go to die on the cross to save you and to save me. It, it puts things in perspective. But today, as we think about what these men and women have done to sacrifice, to give us freedom, we can't help but think about what God has done through Jesus to give us freedom from our sins. And if you're here today and you don't know Christ, I pray that before this service is over, you will come to know him personally. Or if you're a Christian and you've been beaten up by the world, you've, you've got a broken heart, broken finances, you're struggling with depression, anxiety, fear, you don't know how you're going to make it through another day, I pray God would speak to you. Just as the psalmist said, as these cords of death entangled him, and even though the anguish of the grave came over him, God delivered him, and you better believe God is still in the business of delivering us from whatever it is we face. Greater is he. We are more than conquerors through Christ. As a friend just said to me before the service, if God is for us, who can be against us? And so we claim that promise today. And how can we give proper thanks to God? Well, I believe in our scripture passage, one of the ways is by fulfilling our promises to God. Fulfilling our promises to God. In, in verse 14 of our scripture passage, the psalmist said, I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of his people. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of his people. Now, a vow is a solemn promise before God. And many times the petitioner might make a bargain with God. God, if you will do this, and their actions might demonstrate, God, if you do this, then I'm asking for a blessing from you. How many of us have made promises or vows to God when we've said, Lord, if you help me pass this test, I will. Lord, if you help me get this job, I will. Lord, if you just heal me of all my sicknesses, I will do this. Lord, if you do this for me, I will do this for you if you bring her back to me if you bring him back to me i promise i'll do haven't we all made those type of promises to god before if you do this i will do this we've all said that and done that in past times and i think about when he said i will fulfill my vows to the lord in the presence of his people Probably this psalmist and whatever his near-death experience was, he was making a silent 
promise to God, Lord, if you bring me through this mess that I'm in, if you bring me through this scary time, then I will stand before the church and I will give you all praise and thanksgiving. So now he's saying, because you delivered me, then I'm going to stand before God's people and give you all the glory for what you have done for me. And that's when we've heard people stand up and give a testimony, a testify of what God has done. Through the years, I've, I've had an awesome privilege and honor to be a part of several swearing-in ceremonies. I've, I've been to the swearing-in of a jailer where they place their left hand on the Bible and they raise their right hand. I've, I've gone into the swearing-in of someone taking a office, a political office in state government. I, I've been to the swearing-in of someone taking office in the military as an officer and they place their hand on the bottom, raise their right hand, and, and they give an oath. If you have served in the military, you took an enlistment oath when you went to serve. Officers have to, to vow a commitment, an enlistment commitment when they take office. So help me God, is said at the end. And I think about how many of us have made vows to God that we have not kept? How many of us have made a vow? In Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 4 and 5, it said, So when we make a vow to God, do not delay in fulfilling it. And it goes on to say that it is better to not make a vow than to make a vow and then not fulfill it. So how many of us have made a vow to God that we have not kept? I, and I think about when it said that I will give praise to God, I make a vow in front of all of God's people. So many times we've made a commitment to the Lord, but maybe we've not done it publicly. There are some of you here that maybe gave your life to Christ many years ago, but because you've not wanted to stand up in front of some people, you've never let everyone know whose side you're on, whose team you're on. And I think about what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, verses 32 and 33. So whoever acknowledged me, who acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge them when they come before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown them when they, become, when they come before my Father in heaven. That's why we say we make a public profession of faith. We are not ashamed to stand up for Jesus, who is not ashamed to stand up for us when he died publicly on the cross. And it's sad that so many people allow worrying about what a few people think, and I've been guilty of it too, because I've told you I'm a people pleaser. We worry about what people think, when most of all we need to be concerned about what the Lord thinks of us is the one that really counts. What does God think? And I don't know about you, but I am happy to stand up and show a watching world 
that I'm on the Lord's team. I'm on God's side. Because let me tell you, when you're on God's side, you're on the winning team. But if you're on the world's side, you will lose and suffer a painful death. We are on the Lord's team. One of the ways we show our thanks to God is by fulfilling our promises to him. But then a second way, in verse 15, the psalmist writes, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. By faithfulness brings preciousness. Our faithfulness brings preciousness. When we hear the word precious, what do we think of? When we hear the word precious, you might think of, oh, that's such a precious baby. That, those are precious jewels. We think of worth something, high value. When we regard a person highly cherished, they are esteemed. We think of someone as being cherished. And when we think, think precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants, I can't help but think about people that have lived a long and faithful life for the Lord. Not that God is wanting us to speed up our time here on this earth so we can be with him, but yet he says that it is precious when we die in the Lord and when we've been a faithful servant. You know what I think about? I think about that honor row of faith or that, or that great faith hall of fame or hall of faith in, in Hebrews chapter 11. Remember that? It said in, in verse 2 of, of Hebrews chapter 11, this is what the ancients were commended for. And then he went on to say, by faith, remember, by faith, Noah, by faith, Abraham, by faith, Isaac, by faith, Jacob, by faith, Joseph, by faith, Moses. And he went on a long list of people who had lived by faith. Could our names be added to that list? Can we say, I have kept the faith. I have been a faithful son. I have kept my vows and my promises to God. Or would we be on that other list? I would hope we would all be on the right list. I think about what Paul said in Romans 14, verse 8. He said, if we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or whether we die, we belong to the Lord. I think about what Paul wrote in Philippians 1:21. He said, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So if we're going to go on living in these bodies, then we do it to bring glory and honor to God. But if we are to die, then we go to be with him forever and ever, and we receive the ultimate healing, being with the Lord forever and ever. And we could all think about different people that have been precious, who have been faithful servants to the Lord. When I was preparing this, I couldn't help but think about Carrie Durrett that we just did the service for this past 
week. A faithful servant, not only helping foster children, helping write grants to help foster children and families, but teaching Sunday school, working with youth, being a church pianist for all these years, and having a, a good heart and a good spirit, we can say today that Carrie Durrett was precious in the eyes of the Lord because she was a faithful servant. Wouldn't you like that to be said about you and me when we pass away, that someone would think we were precious? Or is somebody going to say, good riddance? <laughs> We've been waiting on this a long time. I would hope that people would say they were a precious, godly servant. Faithfulness brings blessedness. But then lastly, if we would skip down, and the psalmist talked about that his mother was a servant and he had been freed from his chains. We don't know exactly what chains, but I guarantee you there were some of us here today that feel shackled by our sin or shackled by our addiction or shackled by a relationship or, or a situation that keeps rearing its ugly head and we feel shackled, but yet the Lord sets us free from those things when we fully trust in him. Lastly, we, we return to the Lord or we show our thanks to him by praising him for everything that he's given us by, by praising the lord by by giving him praise for his faithfulness to us and i think about that last verse in verse 17 that we read that he said i will sacrifice to the lord a thank offering to you and i will call out to the lord one of the ways we show our thanks is by constantly living for him constantly pouring out our hearts and lives to him constantly calling on the name of the lord remember what paul said in first thessalonians 5 16 17 and 18 we talk about it often he said be joyful always pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances for this is god's will for you in christ jesus we are to constantly have an attitude of gratitude. That makes life so much better when our attitudes are that of gratitude instead of negativity and complaining and, and looking for this and that, to have an attitude, have a heart of gratitude. How much sweeter life is when we have an attitude of gratitude. I told you that when we built this church underneath this hardwood on the concrete, my wife Kelly and I, along with our son Isaiah, who just turned 19, who was in a carrier when we built this church, we wrote Hebrews 11.6. I've told you that many times. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. When we built the cross center, when we wrote scriptures all over the gym floor and all over the walls and the one I wrote over there was 1 Corinthians 10, 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Whatever we do, we are to do it all for the glory of God. 
That's why we exist, is to bring glory to God. Did y'all know that? We live our lives to be walking billboards for his kingdom and to point others to the hope we have in Jesus. Do you have that today? Do you have hope in Jesus Christ? If you don't, then you're missing the most important thing. Your life is never going to be complete. You're never going to be at peace until you allow him to come in and sit on the throne of your heart and life. I want to close by sharing this story some of you might be familiar with. In 1971, there was a Christian musician, writer, slash pastor who is helping with the program called Teen Challenge. It helps people that battle substance abuse, drugs, alcohol. And this person was so committed to helping troubled people. There's probably not a family in here that has not been touched by people battling some form of substance abuse. And in 1971, there was a young man in the program, Larry, who had this addiction issue. He had been in prison, and now he was in Teen Challenge, and this leader in the group who was helping, ministering, kept trying to share with him about Christ. He thought he would never give his life to Jesus. Then one Sunday, he came to the service where this gentleman was preaching. And after the service, he saw his friend Larry weeping and in tears. And it was at that time that he accepted Jesus Christ into his heart as his Lord and Savior. His friend was thrilled. It was a short time after Larry accepted Christ that he called his friend And he said, and again, his friend was a pastor, a singer, songwriter. He said, man, you need to read Luke 15, and God is telling me that you're going to write the the greatest song you have ever written based on Luke 15. Well, the minister was familiar with Luke 15. It was the parable of the prodigal son and the lost sheep and the lost coin. And he said, I know that story well. But he felt no inspiration from Luke 15 to write a song about it. And yet the next day he woke up and God, through the Holy Spirit, had inspired him with what has been his most famous song that he's ever written. Some of you all will remember this song, and just so you know, I'm going to read it. I'm not going to sing it. I know some of y'all were getting ready. We got to hear him sing again. I already saw you all doing this. The mic is okay. This was the song that Andre Crouch wrote not only for his friend Larry, but for the Lord and what he did in accepting the prodigal son back home and how he accepts us back home. How can I say thanks for the things 
you have done for me. Things so undeserved, yet you gave to prove your love for me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude. And all that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all to thee. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory for the things he has done. With his blood, he has saved me. With his power, he has raised me. To God be the glory for the things he has done. Oh, just let me live my life. Let it be pleasing, Lord, to thee. And if I gain any praise, let it go to Calvary. Oh, with his blood, he has saved me. With his power, he has raised me. To God be the glory for the things he has done. And I've asked today that my mom would play this song for you as we close out this service. To God be the glory.
May we pray together. To God be the glory. Great things you have done. How could we ever return to you or to give thanks enough to you for everything you have done for us, for saving us and loving us and for forgiving us and for being there for us when everyone else abandons us, for being uh, uh, there to give us supernatural strength, to give us your Holy Spirit, to guide us and direct us and convict us and protect us, to give us the wisdom to do the right thing, to live a righteous and holy life, to be in the world but not of the world. Oh God, how could we ever thank you enough for what you have done? And Lord, the way we can thank you the most is by giving our lives to you and by committing ourselves to follow you that we would deny ourselves, take up our crosses daily, and follow you. And Father, I pray if there are folks that have never taken that first step to give their life to Jesus, that they might come today and allow me to pray with them, God, a, a prayer that we know is a sinner's prayer to get them started on that lifelong, eternal journey. Father, I pray for Christians that have Father, gotten off track and they've lost their passion, they've lost their zeal, they've been hurt or they've been misguided or misinformed oh god bring them back to the truth today and father i pray for people that are looking for a church home we are an imperfect church i am an imperfect pastor but we serve a perfect god and we have the common bond of our love of jesus in this place so oh god may we not put off any longer of doing what we need today because of your amazing grace and love we have been set free for eternity may we not be ashamed to tell a watching world that we love jesus and his precious his precious and strong and holy name we pray amen I'm going to invite you to come as we sing this great hymn of faith. Won't you come, Amazing Grace?
you be seated just for a moment? I am so thankful for these who have come today making decisions for the Lord, joining this church family. First, I thank you for one of our sweet members who desires to be precious in the eyes of the Lord. And that should be all of our prayers, that we would be precious in his sight and to bring him glory and honor. And then I'm so grateful today that Johnny and Teresa Wash, if you all would come up here beside me, this, this sweet couple, they've been coming here now for several months and uh, been very active and faithful and they went on a mission trip to the gap and uh johnny is uh, related to mike wash and we don't hold that against you johnny i'm i'm kidding you but this is a a fine sweet family and they want to unite with our church family coming from a sister church we welcome you all and know god has led you here and we pledge our love and support to you as we serve him and worship him together but i know you want to show your love and and uh and support as they unite with this family of faith by letting it be known by saying amen amen and applause we welcome you you are welcome to be seated and then after the service join me out in the foyer then i'm so thankful for pat riddle pat if you would come up here beside me i know many of you all thought pat was already a member here maybe like uh the washes but pat has been coming to this church for a long time a pretty good while and today is the day she unites with this family of faith coming on a statement of faith from another church pat we welcome you and and she said i love you i love this church and everybody in it and we feel the same way we love you and she's a dear friend of marcia lewis's and we are so grateful that she invited you to come and and we welcome you with open arms. I know you want to pledge your love and support to Pat by letting it be known by saying amen. Amen. We welcome you. You may be seated. And if there are others of you who have made decisions, and it would be my privilege to speak with you or pray with you and uh, talk to you about your decision. Next Sunday, we're doing baptism. Next Sunday is our church's 234th anniversary it's our 234th birthday can you believe we were a church before kentucky was a state and we are so grateful and we only have a couple of our uh, original members that are still living that were here <laughs> that day but next sunday we're going to celebrate not only with uh, kentucky athletic director mitch barnhart who is a committed christian is coming to speak and i hope you will be here to hear him there'll be beautiful music you'll hear mitch barnhart after the service there will be a delicious meal down in the fellowship hall prepared by family affair caterers and then we'll be making our way if you've never been before we place a wreath on our founding father's grave william hickman's grave at frankfurt cemetery it's a very brief ceremony but very special as we remember where we have come from and give thanks to God. So I hope you'll join us. And then back up to Saturday, we're having the Bill Godby cruise in, and there you'll find uh, beautiful old cars, antique cars. There'll be food, games, prizes. It's gonna be a great, that's from 10 to one on Saturday, and there's no charge for that, but just a great time of fellowship. And so it's gonna be an action-packed, weekend you don't want to miss but we're also doing baptism 
And if you're awaiting baptism, or maybe you've been attending here for a long time, and you said, you know what, I've never been baptized. You contact me this week, or the church office, and we'll make it happen next Sunday. We'll start this service off with believers' baptism and give God all the glory for what he's going to do. So thank you for being here today. And I'm going to invite you to stand right now. I hope you have an awesome Memorial Day. Aren't you glad you came to church today? Praise the Lord. I hope you and your family have an awesome Memorial Day holiday. And I'm going to invite the washes and Pat, if you will join me out in the foyer. Make sure you go by and welcome these wonderful folks into our church family. Remember how much God loves you and we love you too. Bill. join me as we pray. Father, thank you for your message to us today in music and in the spoken word. Thank you for your love to us and may we go from this place with the sunshine of your love in our hearts and in our lives. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. 